Welcome everyone to Scripps Talks. Today my guest is Stephen Hernandez, who's a recent graduate of the EW Scripps School of Journalism, and he is now a reporter up in the Cleveland market, uh, reporting for television, and uh, originally from, from the New Jersey area, who came all the way from New Jersey to study in the Scripps School of Journalism. So, uh, Stephen, welcome to the podcast. Always a pleasure to get a chance to talk to you. Tell me a little bit about what this last uh, month has been like for you, Stephen. I am in MMJ for WOIO uh, 19, the CBS station in Cleveland, but I was also hired to be a bilingual reporter. They recently started, about a year ago now, a Spanish-language newscast, uh, Cleveland Idea, so like Cleveland up-to-date or by-the-day, and they hired me as an MMJ to complement the producer slash anchor. And it was just us two. Um, a lot of things have changed, so I've taken more of a producer and a role for the time being. But my current partner was actually away in Mexico for a, for a week, and that just happened to be the same week where we got our first cases of coronavirus, and I had to break... To all of, the, all of our Spanish viewers that yes, there were three coronavirus cases in Ohio, including all of them being in Cuyahoga County. And then the news uh, let us know, uh, our company let us know that employees out of the country had to go through a 14-day quarantine period, which meant my partner can't actually, um, once this week is done, they'll be back in the station. But since then, I basically had to produce and script and anchor and publish the show on my own. Uh, my partner has been able to help through emails and be that second pair of eyes and also helping coordinate things. But in terms of being in there, it's been meant to be. So it's been a really great learning experience at a really important time. You really haven't been off campus uh, even a year yet, and you're working in a large market, and you're using your your bilingual uh, skills in the middle of the biggest story, you know, probably of the century. What's it like for you? I mean, does it just feel like your head is spinning, or, or are you able to stay pretty grounded in all of this? There's a little advantage with working a little bit more specifically with the Hispanic population, because it is it's big. It's really big here. But it's not as big as the entirety of Cleveland. So that gives you a little more of a specific place to hold in. And it gives you a little bit more of a focus instead of having to think of all these different angles. I'm really thankful for the team I have, uh, or the rest of the reporters at the station who are constantly covering things from all sorts of angles. But, uh, for idea, I can focus more on how Hispanic populations are impacted by this. Um, such as today, I just interviewed a Mexican doctor who works at the Cleveland Clinic to answer a few questions on what resources are available in Spanish for the Spanish speakers, how immigrants may be affected if they may not have insurance laid out and have that like, financial confidence to whether or not the fact they should get tested, which they should. He answered a lot of questions that I know that many people will complain about. Kind of helped me stay course instead of producing the show for everyone in Cleveland. It just helps keep things a little more streamlined. You were 
were one of the founding members of the Scripps Hispanic Network, and and now you know a good part of your career is based on your ability to be bilingual. Uh, what would you tell some of the other members of the Scripps Hispanic Network and future students, you know, about the importance of bilingual journalism? We need you, and this is both a collective communal need, and even also our own place, because we could always use more hands, more Spanish-speaking hands to help us if, by any means, my partner and I are not, are not there. We have to find a solution. And if there's two events happening at once, uh, there's always, there can always be some extra person to give a hand. And that just means more story ideas. That just means more ability to get ourselves out and cover this Hispanic population that goes all the way from Lorraine, uh, 30 minutes west of Cleveland to Gainesville, all the way 35 minutes east. It helps us cover more. You don't realize how many Hispanics need information around the country. You know, there's a Univision station here in Cleveland, but I'm not sure if they're constantly turning out local news here. And that goes for anywhere else. Uh, you know, Hispanics are not just on in Miami, the East Coast, California, Texas. They're all across the U.S., and we're going to keep coming. So there will always be opportunities for you in that Spanish realm, and that's just one more tool you can add to your assets. But it's also just that you understand people more. You, by knowing Spanish, you know, you'll learn how like half a billion people know how to think. And that's something that's just as invaluable. You understand how uh, people use language to express themselves in different ways and how that connects. And that can just help you What's it been like uh, to do your work on a daily basis this this last week? What kind of measures have you had to take to remain safe but still do your work? Well, in terms of remaining safe, just trying to stay distant from my partners, it kind of helped that there were not that many people around me that I tend to do my work. It's mostly just me and my partner, and my partner is not there washing hands religiously. The team has also done a good job in providing separate equipment for people that are producing shows to have different headsets, to have different gear and so forth, and providing materials to wash all of your computers and desk area and everything constantly. But also in terms of just affecting the workflow, looking my battles in terms of putting the show together, knowing that I can't cover everything, especially when... Uh, the president or governor of the line talks at two, and I have to record the show in a slot at around 3.15, 3.20. That doesn't give you that much time to kind of synthesize everything. You really have to choose the best way to convey information quickly and to provide those updates while also giving more background and information to the stuff you can. What are some of the, the big lessons that you feel like you've learned in this, this first few months of you know, working as a daily journalist compared to, you know, what you what you learned at school? You you got to be quick. And, uh, you know, looking back, I couldn't imagine in college being able to turn, turn just one story in in a day. You know, of, of course, you have classes and your time has to be sectioned off to other people. But even in a weekend, um, you know, that first that first week or so, those first two weeks, I was at the station just constantly being pushed to do my job, do a story a day. 
I always felt nervous on my way to my story when I started because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to turn it in on time. But just that practice and that repetition has taught me to be quick on my feet, just have that instinct of, okay, this is as much as I need. I have to put this story together or I can still try and roll the dice and try to reach this person I wanted to talk to or be resourceful, think of different people to talk to and just put stories together quickly, but also being able to tell a story that way. Just like that quick mindset has really flourished since I've been here. Have you been able to manage concentrating on work when you know your, your family's back in New Jersey and you know there's, there's a number of cases growing quickly, even in Ohio? I mean, have you been able to sort of set that aside and, and just focus on getting work done? No, and now that you mentioned that, it's even tougher since my dad works at a clinic and he's constantly been around people who have tested positive in his, in his, uh, in the office he's a part of. Uh, they tested positive, but thankfully, thanks the Lord, my dad is okay. He came out negative. But, you know, it, it, as you said, it's really easy to fall into that anxiety. But the one thing that we always use that we, we communicate, where we always have our family group chance. I'm always speaking to my dad, especially on his days off. And my sister, who is actually in Florida, decided to move back to New Jersey. She was in law school in Florida and decided to just fly back to New Jersey with the rest of the family just so that they could all stay together. So you kind of like live your peace of mind through them when you kind of know, okay, I know that they're all together. I know that they're doing okay. I know that. They're sending me funny videos, and if they have time to like laugh and relax, I can relax too. And the more I show my videos, and I continue to put the show together and show up on camera, that's sort of like their way to know that I'm doing fine as well, and that things are just moving along. Are you in touch with some of your uh, Bobcat friends who you know are, are supposed to graduate this year, and and if so? You know, what are some of the things that you're hearing from them? I do follow a lot of them on social media, and I've seen just their growing concern and sadly their contempt against the school and how they've been handling some of these decisions. But just to see a lot of them just say, hey, I mean, I guess this was it. Here's my reel for this year. And, you know, to see those incomplete reels and to see a lot of my fellow sports friends have such incomplete stuff, it, you feel bad for them because you know that you lived through that and you know that they had a chance to do something great and just wanted right the opportunity, especially a lot of them that were in Cleveland for the MAC tournament and they were about to do their thing and come up here to do something special. And right at that point, the city decided to cancel the MAC tournament and everything. So, or not the city, or MAC conference and whoever was responsible for it, just to see those reactions. It, it really hurt. You know, you can't help but think that, at least in my position, I was just a year away from having that happen to me. And thinking of everything that I managed to do that senior year that got me ready for where I am today, those final until eclipse, it's really heartbreaking. There's so much that's heartbreaking about all of this. Uh, obviously, we're hearing stories about medical situations and, and hospitals being overrun. That it's you know it's important that we keep in perspective 
our own, you know, whatever, whatever um, inconveniences we're experiencing, but it is easy to feel really bad for the seniors. Uh, for sure. Well, Stephen, uh, anything you want to add before we close out? You know, I, and I know that many people have said many things along these lines, but, you know, it, it gets better. It's, I keep getting emails from directors in the station, and the title is just, the subtitle or the subject of those emails is always a one day closer. We may not be totally sure when this is going to end. Even some of the people I've reached out to for interviews, they say, man, if we knew when this was going to end, then that, and we'd be millionaires. It's going to. We're going to get through it. I know that it seems impossibly tough now, but we got to keep our course and we got to put it in perspective and remember what's important. And if anything, I know that this is going to really put what we value in perspective as well. You know, that one day that we're all able to go outside and, you know, enjoy a holiday or do something together is going to feel really different in a good way. Stephen Hernandez, thank you very much for uh, joining us on Scripps Talks. Good luck to you and stay safe. Thank you very much. Thank you.